Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. adventure. Adam and Barbara are ghosts. What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? Their house is being haunted by the living. Maybe the house could use a little remodeling. And they can't scare them into leaving. They're dead. It's a little late to be neurotic. So they're calling on Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Who's no ordinary ghost. Yeah! You don't want his help. Can you be scary? What do you think of this? Now, the party's over. You want somebody out of the house? I want to get somebody out of your house. <laughs> but the fun has just begun. It's showtime. Welcome to Rewatchability, the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see if they hold up over time. My name is Blaine Waters. With me, as always, is Robert Larone and J.M. McNabb. And this week on the podcast, we are doing Beetlejuice. Not, you yeah, like I was going to make a sound, but then I, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we should be spookier because it's Halloween. Yeah, oh, we're going to yeah, release sir. this episode a little early so it can go up on Halloween Day. Beetlejuice! Thank you. No one in the movie says it like that. <laughs> well, was I that Robert Goulet? Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we get into it, I want to thank our sponsor, HelloFresh. And I want to thank our Patreon subscribers for donating one, two, three, five dollars to get the podcast early, to get other things. Thank you very much for helping us out monthly. So, when did you guys first see Beetlejuice, Rob? Okay. I mean, <laughs> like, let's not gloss over this. We're talking about, like, one of, like, the best it's movies iconic. of yeah. all time. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I saw this when I was, like, I must have been, it must have just come out. I don't remember seeing it, seeing it for the first time. Like, I was that young. And I just remembered, like, it made a huge impact on me. Right. And we must have had it on tape because I watched it over and over and over over again and I, I probably saw it like around the same time i saw batman too so like michael keaton the fact that like one person could be both <laughs> fucking batman and fucking beetlejuice it blew my mind <laughs> yeah. i i love this movie and it was like so i think formative to like yeah. my like sense of humor and you know everything and it's how like, you dress those stripes yeah. are very becoming yeah that's... on every episode we don't mention this but rob's wearing a full black and white striped suit yeah i, I thought also it was have a jail. weird fungus on my face <laughs> <laughs> Any doctors out there? 
Uh, so it was a huge, it was a huge movie for you, and you loved it. Yeah, I loved it, and it's one of those movies that if I happen to have cable at any given time, if I see it on TV, right. uh, you know, if I can afford to pay the bill, then, <laughs> send us your Patreons, <laughs> then I will like, you know, watch this movie because there are so many elements that are so good, and I love it very dearly. Wow, yeah. that's that's amazing. That's what about you, Jam? I hated it. Yep. No, 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 not at all. In fact, this is a movie that's kind of, I can't even like really trace back where I first saw Beetlejuice. It's primordial. Yeah, because I feel like it was just always around. Like, I yeah. probably even saw the cartoon first now that I'm thinking about right. it. And we'll talk more well, about we the cartoon were like later. Five or six or seven yeah. when came out, right? Too too young probably to see it in the theater, I think. Um, I hope so. <laughs> but definitely it was on TV a lot. Like, it was definitely a movie that, like, a lot of friends had taped off TV. I think I yeah. had it taped off TV. Like, I remember it was, like, years before I actually saw the movie on, like, a rented home video. Like, I remember right, hearing rumors. Yeah. yeah, like, I remember <laughs> hearing rumors that, like, Beetlejuice says fuck. Right. <laughs> but, but I had never experienced that because he just says, like, nice model you know right. like <laughs> always censored and i think like i had a version that that was missing the very beginning mm. so i think like i've seen this movie hundreds of times but i've seen you know the death scene with alec baldwin and gina davis like three times you know what i mean because <laughs> right. uh, someone like scrambled huh. to like tape it off tv once it came out exactly like, oh, yeah right you gotta yeah. find a tape <laughs> yeah. i forgot about that era yeah it's so crazy so yeah no this was just like a huge movie i did have some of the action figures which we'll talk about a bit later right. too and they were like figures they were pretty small action figures from what i remember they weren't like full-sized action figures no they were full-size oh, okay. yeah there were some like mcdonald's ones maybe yes, thinking about right. them smaller but, but did like, beetlejuice have karate chop action <laughs> did Lydia have a flamethrower? They, oh. they had different things that they did. I, I just Lane just recovered a memory. <laughs> <laughs> he was just incepted. Uh, no, I... I, I he the, just realized he's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just remembered the action figure of, like, little Beetlejuice head. Like, I remembered that one action oh, figure. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. I had that one. Yeah, you... you it was Which like a plastic. <laughs> yeah. There was... What? There's, there's, there's like a rubber. Oh, you mean in the movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's like a rubber head, and you pull it off, and like there's a smaller head underneath. Yeah, I so remember that. There was one where like you press a button and he explodes. Yeah, right. Uh, I had that one, but I also were like all the figurines Beetlejuice. There, like, were there any like Lydia? Or <laughs> there were others. We'll talk more about the line later. Like but Catherine O'Hara figure. I only had like three Beetlejuices, so I don't even know what I was like playing with. I was probably playing Multiplicity, but with Beetlejuices. <laughs> Like finding other much better movie, yeah. <laughs> multiplicity. <laughs> what about you, Blaine? Yeah, this was like I remember the the VHS tape. It was taped on in my house. It had Divine Madness on it as well, which is like a Bette Midler special and Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm, that was wow. a long play. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you could have short play, medium play, long play. SLP. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I, it was higher quality if you did like shorter. the two hour one. Yeah. But you're like, I'll sacrifice the, the visual quality a little bit so I can get the divine Miss M. He wasn't an East at the time. <laughs> I just wanted the storytelling. Yeah. So I loved it. I watched it all the time. I remember when the tape cut in, it was right when the spider came over the house. So I don't remember any of like the flying over the village or anything. Right. But I, I was into it. Same a, thing. Yeah. Yeah. You I was into it bits. further, further than you were. Yeah. You got a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. And. Yeah, I loved it. I thought Beetlejuice was hilarious. He was like 
he was the person that you'd like emulate on the schoolyard. Right, you wanted to be Beetlejuice. You wanted, didn't you? yeah. <laughs> every, every like kid that you I knew was like telling Beetlejuice jokes. They were like, "Hey, I'm Beetlejuice," ah. and that's rape culture. <laughs> Can all of society's problems with men be traced back to Beetlejuice? <laughs> well, at least Probably our generation. Yeah. <laughs> he was a bad role model. <laughs> yeah, I remember a bunch of different things in this movie from watching it with my mom and being like, what does that mean? Her explaining it to me. Or like, why do they treat that character different? Her being like, oh, well, that character, I think they're trying to make that character gay. Like Wait, it was what? Yeah, it was a whole bunch. We talked about all, like, a whole bunch of stuff while we watched this movie. Ortho? Uh, ortho, yeah. Was it, isn't it Othos? Oh, yeah. Ortho, ortho. ortho like he's, really, he's really good in shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was one of the jobs he said he did. <laughs> it's Ortho Shoals, and he's a doctor. <laughs> so, yeah, so this movie was pretty formative, I'd say, and, and I loved it. And it was really cool to watch it because I hadn't seen it since I think I was a kid. Like, I didn't watch it in high school or university or anything. Hmm. I think I just watched it on that tape over and over and over again. Hmm. So for anyone that has not lived for the past... 30 years. <laughs> you want to run down Beetlejuice? You have to say my name three times. I don't. <laughs> you, you made no. me do this on the American Pie podcast too, and I hated it. <laughs> so it sort of starts with a bird's eye view of this beautiful, idyllic, scenic sort of town, and it sort of, you know, zooms over and it kind of looks a, a little bit too perfect, really. And we see eventually it's a model. <laughs> well, at first, sorry. How do you say model? <laughs> uh, model. Okay. <laughs> it's not the the footage isn't though when we see it. Isn't it? I don't think so. I think it's. Well, I don't know. Maybe I watched my VHS copies, so it it's got to be seamless. <laughs> but we eventually find out. You know, it's a model. Or we're looking at a model, and it's being worked on by a young, handsome, not an asshole yet, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't cussed out his daughter yet, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. hasn't like sided with. <laughs> You know, it's awful people. Yeah. But who did he side with? I don't know this. That rapey director, James Toback guy. Oh, did he? Oh, he sided with Toback? Well, he was like, unfounded accusations. It's only like 300 people. 300 women? It's 300. Well, I don't know if it's like exactly three. It's probably more. Gerard Butler had less people behind him. (laughs) Like, that's crazy. Oh, my God. Well, also, uh, (laughs) like, because he's also like, you know, he plays trump and stuff and you know he's supposed yeah. to be this guy kind of you know taking down trump yeah but then like, like a progressive dude yeah. yeah then i read after the emmys someone asked him about like the sean spicer thing and he was like well we've all taken jobs that aren't so great it's like what <laughs> you can't compare like a like you know saying lies for the white house yeah. with like making the edge <laughs> like, that's, that's not comparable you take that back the edge is perfect oh sorry yeah it's a perfect i movie. couldn't think of a dumb alec baldwin movie me neither he's so yeah. he's so talented that's the problem like yeah. i love him in everything the shadow yeah okay, okay. thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the yeah. one that's a sweet spot oh, i like that one though <laughs> okay but so he he plays this guy his name's adam maitland he has this beautiful and awesome wife gina uh, Davis, Davis? yeah, <laughs> Gina. You forgot oh, Gina Davis' name. Well, I, you know, my mouth went to Gershon, <laughs> so I had to like stop myself. But Gina Davis is like better because she's amazing. She like bounces out piece of shit Alec Baldwin, and they're like this. They're like this like happy couple. They're bounding in love, yeah. and they're ready to go on like this big vacation. And they they even like. They even hint that they gonna, cancel it. They cancel their vacation to stay home. Well, they're vac- they're going to stay at home. Yeah, it's for a their staycation. Yeah, for, yeah, they yeah. invented the staycation. 
<laughs> and so it, they're happy. It, they're, they're happy. It's beautiful. They're pulling each other back down into a chair. Yeah, to fondle each other. Yeah, they're great together. <laughs> right. But they um, Is it called fondling each other when you're married. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you'll I mean, find out when question. you get married. Yeah, I guess you'll have to ask the officiant, <laughs> Blaine, on your wedding night. <laughs> you're gonna get fondled. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not like Harvey Weinstein. It has fond in it, right? It has yeah. to be nice. No, it doesn't. It no, doesn't. No, no, no. But so they just go check on a few things at the hardware store that Adam owns, and then they sort of go back and they're driving over this beautiful covered bridge, and yeah. they swerve to miss a dog. And they go through the bridge, and they're sort of, like, hanging off the edge of it. And, and then Benji kills them. Yeah, like, they're only – there's, like, a seesaw. Yeah. That was a time to use that pun. And they, <laughs> the dog's on the end, and, like – Marcel podcast, yeah. They're trying to, like, tell the dog to stay, but, of yeah. course, then the dog jumps off, and they plunge into the river. Yeah. And it appears like they survive. It's not an icy river. This is summer. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Like, it know, seems, seems like, like they're all right. Currents, yeah. You know. But they come back and all of a sudden things are strange. Like they feel like cold. Mm-hmm. Um, the sky is blood red. Just yeah. little things. Yeah. <laughs> the, the outside of their house is some kind of like hellscape. <laughs> it's dune. Yeah it, looks, yeah. yeah, it looks like Salvador Dali's dune. Or like, <laughs> yeah. No, I think that was uh, Jodorowsky. Yeah, that's right. Jodorowsky's dune. Yeah, it looks. It looks like if Dali designed like. A shitty Star Trek set in the sixties, yeah, for sure. The worst Disneyland, yeah. But they come to realize that they did not, in fact, survive the crash. Mm -hmm. They're dead, and they are taking it kind of hard. I feel like they don't take it that hard. They're kind of like just a little bummed that they're that they're dead. You know, I feel like they would have taken it harder. Like I don't know, if I were dead, I'd I'd be mad. You'd be devastated. I'd I'd be yeah. Wow. Be devastating. Yeah, we'd take the week off if we found out you right? died. Just, yeah. just one podcast is all I'm asking. Well, yeah. We'll, we need to I'm find saying. a replacement. Just just do Meet Joe Black that week and <laughs> <laughs> it'd be fine. But yeah, so – and they're there for a pretty long time in that house. They find like this book. Yeah, it's the handbook for the recently deceased. Mm-hmm. And they start reading it, but they can't get all the way through it. And they're just like – It's a technical manual. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what do we do? We're dead. But what happens is that – when you die, somebody sells your house to somebody else. Well, they yeah. like their neighbor or friend or relative. Yeah, somebody is their trying, only friend. It's like <laughs> bugging them to sell the yeah, house, and like, they even when her. they're alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And also, like they imply that they've been trying to have a kid and they're yeah. not able to conceive. And the friend's like, "This house is too big for someone that's not a family." Yeah, dick move, lady. Yeah, you're our only awful. friend, and we've told you one thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we confided in you once, and you just keep trying to sell our house because of it. In the '80s, it was okay to shame couples about not having kids. It's right, acceptable because yeah. yeah, as long as you were a realtor. <laughs> yeah, but so they eventually this family moves in, and it's the Dietzes. They're like this, like affluent. Manhattan family. There's like Delia's the wife, Catherine O'Hara, and she's like some like sculptor wannabe. And she's she, a sculptor. She makes sculptures. Yeah, she That's has an true. agent. That's true. Yeah. But Dick I mean, Cavett. I think the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to him later. The movie tries to like imply that a she's not very good, and b she's not very well respected. Yeah, she just yeah, sort yeah, of sure, like yeah. gets her work seen because well, she has her money. husband doesn't really believe in her or like her. They don't like each other a lot. No, yeah, they're in a pretty brutal marriage. Yeah, her husband's Jeffrey Jones. They've moved to the country to like get some quiet time. He really needs to relax. He's had some sort of nervous breakdown. Yeah. I didn't remember his arc at all. 
Yeah. Do you guys remember that? That he's constantly trying to like make himself tea or like read a book. His whole yeah. thing is he wants to relax. He's trying I think to it's be just the... that we're old now. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, yes, yeah. I would really like the time to make a cup of tea and relax. <laughs> the one character I latch onto is <laughs> the guy who just wants to like read a goddamn book once in a while. Yeah. And they're there with their moody daughter, Lydia. Oh, who she is, personifies emo before emo was ever a thing. Yeah, it's she's so like pale with black on black on black. She was like, I think for a lot of people, like the proto-goth, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah, probably gothy. Goth. Like Dracula? This. No, I like, know. Yeah. But Dracula I mean, was like, maybe a... Dracula Jr. <laughs> <laughs> In like Hollywood. In like, movies. Yeah, who was like the dark pale girl before Winona Ryder was? I think she was, yeah, she was, I think, a formative She paved the way for and... Christina Ricci. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, Winona Ryder in this and in Heathers, and uh, yeah. which is a movie we should probably do in the show at some point. Mm. Like, but I think especially this, like, probably spoke to a lot of, not just young girls, but young kids in general. Yeah. yeah. She's We're, kind of, she's a little like Harold and Harold and Maude. Kind of obsessed with death. Right. Yeah. Bit yeah. of an outcast. Yeah. yeah. Hates her family. But so, all of a sudden, like, the Maitlands are freaked out because, first of all, they got these humans encroaching on their space, but also they're going to fucking redecorate. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to redecorate in, like, the tackiest, modernist, most awful way. And that's where Ortho... Co- Otho? <laughs> Isn't it Othos? Othos. Othos. I could be wrong. Isn't that the up. water you buy from Starbucks? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a moon of Mars or something. Yeah, it's something like that. But he's like the he Tim comes Burton in through, regular. Yeah, yeah. And he comes in through the window, which is weird. Yeah. And they're like going to knock down everything. And like the, the Maitland just managed to like lock the attic before they managed to get up there. It's like their like only sanctuary. That's the place where the model is and all that stuff. And then they're okay, like... it's just Otho, singular. Otho? Otho. O-T-H-O. They're like Otto, but with yeah, a list. kind of. Okay. And, he's, and he's, of course, played by Glenn Shaddix. That's right. Who is also, I feel like, pops up around Halloween time for me when I watch that episode of The Fresh Prince, <laughs> the Halloween episode, which I like yeah. a lot. Well, this was his time. Is he still alive? He's not, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I thought he had yeah. But he was great. Yeah. 2010, he died. Yeah. Who else is dead? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> the Maitlands. And Good they, segue. Like, <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, I'm yeah. Trying. No, it's great. But, you know, if you compliment me, it interrupts the flow. <laughs> but so they're trying to figure out what to do about this because obviously, like, they don't want to, like, lose their space. So they, like, see an ad for this guy, Beetlejuice. Right. And he says, like, bio... Exorcist. Yeah. Which I don't think I got when I was a kid. No, no me neither. I, I think that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> a bio, just the, the term bio exorcist. Well, yeah. what I didn't get as a kid is that this is like a reverse exorcism. This whole movie is like the ghosts want the people out of their house instead of the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that's... It's really clever. I like that. This movie is so crazy and wild and so much stuff happens. Like, before I watched it, I was thinking like, how did... The, what was like the, you know, the seed of the idea that kind of all of this crazy sprang from and I looked up an interview with the writers and of course that's what it was the oh, first yeah? okay. idea was let's make a ghost comedy what if it's about the ghosts and they're being haunted by the people because the yeah. people are so annoying that's great and that was the kernel of the idea of yeah, of yeah. and you can see that in that it's just you don't it's just that there's actually so much more there there's so much more like Tim Burton puts all the stuff in yeah, there he put yeah. His Tim Burton and of course that. yeah the exorcist character would have to be yeah. a ghost or a demon or whatever yeah. Beetlejuice is. And then yeah. the, you know, because it ends on, they want 
the humans and the ghosts to reconcile in the end, they make the exorcist a dick. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a huge jerk. But a charismatic <laughs> jerk. Yeah. So first, they don't go to him right away. First, they consult the manual, and there's, like, emergency procedures. So they go to, like, Hell's waiting room. There's, like, a no-exit sign there. Yeah. And then they go through, like, the whole thing. They see this, like, one room that's for, like, for the lost souls. That's where, like, the exercised dead go, apparently. Yeah, if you get exercised from your home right there. Yeah. And anyway, they see their caseworker who basically tells them, you're stuck there for 125 years. You should try to handle it yourself by scaring them. But it's not going to work if you just make funny faces at them because they can't see you. It's obvious. There's Okay, so if you're stuck there for 125 years, mm-hmm. like most people like stay in a home for like 30 years on average or whatever. Right. And so if someone dies in that home every 30 years, you're going to have so many ghosts in that it's gonna house. It's going to be a backlog of ghosts. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a lot, of, a lot of hauntings. And I do want to mention that their caseworker, Juno, is played by the great Sylvia Sidney. Who was yeah. a huge movie star in like the 30s and 40s? Cool. I only know her from this, but I loved her performance when I was a kid. I thought she was the funniest. Oh, and thing. Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, she's great with the smoke coming out of her neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also, a weird thing I just noticed because I was Googling Otho. So, Otho was the name of a Roman emperor. I guess that's where his character came from. And then their caseworker is Juno, who's like a Roman right. goddess. Yeah. So, there's some, you know. Putting some. Yeah. Yeah, there's all like in there. Did yeah. the screenwriter just have a book about Rome on his desk? Probably. <laughs> no, they're the- trying to convert kids to paganism. <laughs> <laughs> Was the paperweight like a bad sculpture? Like is that how they did it? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh well I mean, are they are they also like maybe like heavenly bodies? Mm. Possibly, because also yeah. Beetlejuice is the name of a star. That's yeah. what I was thinking. And uh, Alec Baldwin, he's a big star. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, so then what happens? I'm sorry. Well, anyway, so then they're like, go scare them. So they try to like scare them, and they take a flash forward. I mean, they basically do the thing that last Casey Affleck movie stole from Ghost. <laughs> I mean, except it stole from this entire movie. But they put sheets on them and yeah. uh, cut eye holes and try to like scare the Dietzes. So they go into Charles's room and try to like scare him. One of them does. And he just thinks it's Lydia being morbid Artsy, and weird. Yeah. yeah. So then they go into Catherine O'Hara's room and she just doesn't like sort of acknowledge them. And she's like too passed out. She's on Valium. Yeah. We'll find yeah. out later. That's what, yeah. 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 And then they both go and they try to scare Lydia and Lydia and thinks it's her parents doing oh, yeah. a weird sex act. Yeah, that's right. They're like, they're like moaning, trying to wake up yeah. Catherine O'Hara. And to be fair, they do sound like they're they're boinking. Right. And she's like, "Come on, knock it off." Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> this that's is psychologically traumatizing. You're the reason I wear black. <laughs> I mean, if there was a thing where you walked on your parents having sex, this is like probably the best of all possible outcomes. Is like, is that they're, they're ghosts? They're totally covered from head to toe and you don't see anything. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 The, that they ghost role play. <laughs> ghost role play. Or Mennonite like role play. Orthodox I don't Jewish. Know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The Do you think that sheet? was like a big thing after the Patrick Swayze movie Ghosts and a lot of people would put on sheets and ghost yeah, role play? Ghost play. But then everyone wanted to be the ghost because so they both had to try to be ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> this pottery is getting everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So they don't succeed in scaring them. So. They 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 call Beetlejuice. Yeah, they say they they, they say, say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, well, Beetlejuice. That's the thing. Juno is like, don't call that guy. He's yeah. the worst. He's but no if you want to, this is how you do it. I know. <laughs> and I was like, don't give them the ability. Maybe then. not a good caseworker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also, she says that Beetlejuice was her former like partner or assistant uh, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah protege. Yeah. Yeah. That's why is that prequel not a. 
thing yet. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't get many ideas. Juno and Beetlejuice? Like. Yeah. That should be a comic for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I would watch a brassy old lady and Michael Keaton fight crime. <laughs> fight ghost crime? Yeah, whatever. Or, no, human crime. Yeah, that human crime ghost. against ghosts. Yeah. You know. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, human on ghost crime. <laughs> yeah, so they, they call Beetlejuice and, like, they get sucked down into the model. He tries to, like, sort of lure them back into his, like, lair. And also he, like, fucking sexually assaults <laughs> Gina Davis. Yeah. Like, several times in a several row. Over times. and over. And Alec Baldwin defends him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> On Twitter at the time, he's like, "Sorry, darling, I can't even take my phone out." It's a these are unproven accusations by thirty of my wife. <laughs> by thirty of my wife, what? <laughs> uh, he so he has clones of his wife, just like multiplicity. That's yeah. nice. Carefully, you don't say James Toback three times. Or he might appear. Oh my god! You need to say it twice. Uh, oh, and we, <laughs> we I don't think you need to say it at all. We kind of skipped over the fact that Lydia can actually see the Maitlands because yeah, that's right. And she also could see the handbook for the recently deceased, and she was reading through it and said that humans don't see ghosts because they ignore the strange and unusual, whereas she herself is. Strange and unusual. She like barely got that line out. Did you see? Like she could almost like she was like gonna smirk. She had to like there was corpse thing. She like put her like face down. She did a good job. I thought it was a weird line. No, she's masterful. Is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm just saying that like you know an actor notices this. (laughs) But yeah, you're right because when they were in like the waiting room, they were there for like three months, and in that time, like the whole place has been like redesigned and uh, like an '80s nightmare. And she's read the complete Book of the Dead. So, yeah, and then there's, like, this, they want to have, like, this dinner party because, first of all, like, Charles, he's, like, getting bored. So he starts, like, thinking about real estate deals that he can make. And Mm -hmm. so he calls his boss, Robert Goulet. (laughs) (laughs) I guess uh, singing in casinos wasn't working out, so he went to real estate where the real money is. And he's like, you got to come check this place out. It's beautiful. We can do great things with it. They don't know what this land is worth. And he's like, nobody wants to live out there. So he's having a hard time. But so they have like a bunch of other people there for a dinner party. And this is like the Maitland's attempts to scare them. The great Harry Belafonte scene yeah the, the, i think the person that came out of this movie like because i mean this was a huge blockbuster movie yeah. yeah but i think the person that's probably worked out for the best was harry belafonte yeah for sure that like, song was everywhere. that like yeah. mid-career boost yeah for sure but also and the casting is so weird because i'm sure we'll talk about this later on but like tim burton isn't as held in as high regard now i feel like among no. even people that love this movie no. but i feel like one of the things i love about this movie in retrospect is how weird the casting is that he would like it's only like his second feature and he's like well two of the parts should be played by robert goulet and dick cavett <laughs> like two people that aren't really known for being actors but yeah. are really perfect in this Hey, Camelot, bitch. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. No more fighting, guys. Last time we had a pause podcast. Naked Gun (laughs) 2. Yeah, that was pretty good, too. (laughs) I I think he's really good in this. Yeah, he's he's really funny. He's great. And that whole scene is pretty great. Although, I remember it being a lot more fast-paced when I was a kid. It was like this kind of scary thing, but funny thing that was happening. And when I rewatched it, I was like, yeah, this has been going on a while. The Deo scene? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I don't know. It was. I, I mean, think it's also like the pace of movies that we're used to now. 
That's probably true too. I liked Tim Burton when he was like quirky and kind of campy, and now yeah. I don't feel like he is. Like when he started, he was like kind of fun and like out there and like a little bit like insane and absurd. Yeah, and you know, campy. Uh, like getting people like Glenn Shaddix to like be in all of his movies, but now he's just like hot topic. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's just they took their aesthetic from his movies. Yeah. But then it's just sort of gone into like an echo chamber. Well, it's also like the the quirky things have now just been like, what the fuck? That was weird and didn't belong in the movie. Like the Alice in Wonderland Mad Hatter dance scene. I was like, what? What does that have to do with anything? I fucking oh, hated yeah. that movie so fucking much. It was it was pretty brutal. And I like Tim Burton. I think he's really quirky and he's he has a, a vision, but I think CGI really ruined him. And you yeah. know it's funny? I was going back and reading some old interviews that were done at the time of this movie, and there was an article in, in Starlog where they were interviewing Tim Burton and some other people involved. And Tim Burton was talking about how, like, I mean, it's, it's hard to kind of sort of judge it n- now because we're not seeing exactly what other movies at the time looked like. But he was kind of saying, like, you know, the effects in this movie in Beetlejuice aren't up to snuff for the time. He's like, it wouldn't pass, like, ILM standards. No. He's right. like, they're going to look kind of funky and weird, but, like, that's kind of the point. They're right. hopefully, you know, something is just a bit more appealing about it. And I, I feel like, yeah, that, I mean, he could have gone through his whole career not necessarily making movies that needed to visually be on par with other movies in terms of the technology. Yeah, Because exactly. even Beetlejuice was doing that like, at the it's time. It's great. Like, the scenes yeah. and everything. Like, yeah. the it feels like, sand like, monster looks, like, a little bit choppy. Exactly. And, like, looks yeah. like oh. looks like and it's made out of a sock or something. But then, like, you have the, the Beetlejuice and the stairs scene, and it's terrifying. Like, the effects are great in that scene. Yeah. There's I, something I like that. that's, like, real about it. And, yeah. like, yeah, he's lost it, but, like, he didn't have to. Like, people like Wes Anderson still have, like, the realness in their movies. Oh, yeah, sure. That's Yeah, I think that is maybe it's just because we're older and we appreciate the more tactile things about movies. But it does seem like that was something that was lost. And also the fact that maybe arguably his other, like, most beloved movie is stop motion. It's, like, the most tactile of all of his special effects. So I don't know. And I think there's something to direct that. Directed or you know. <laughs> and I also yeah. remember hearing an interview a long time ago with Catherine O'Hara, I believe, where she was saying like, you know, what was great about working on that movie was being on all these crazy sets and like yeah. that as much as anything, as much as any piece of the direction, like her performance was kind of guided by like being in this insane environment. Right. With like the sculptures and like, Yeah. The lighting, know. the crazy lighting. Yeah. yeah. It was it was It's really cool stuff. So when we come back after this break, we'll talk about the last half of Beetlejuice. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, you're back with Rewatchability. We're talking about Beetlejuice, and let's get back into the plot. Don't say it too many times, okay? (laughs) We've already said it like 68 times. Yeah. Oh, wait, is he back or is he there? If Michael Keaton was going to show up, he would have shown up by now. (laughs) I sent him so many emails. (laughs) So after this big Harry Belafonte thing, they're not scared. No, they, they like, love it. Yeah, they send <laughs> Lydia comes up and she's like, 
They want you to come downstairs, guys. <laughs> She's like, Eeyore. <laughs> I mean, it does seem like Calypso isn't the most horrifying route to go for a haunting. Yeah, it's not the great, but they There's have like scarier than a rhythm that is out of control. <laughs> but they do have like the shrimp hand monster that comes out that of the bowl. Fun. That's, That's pretty right. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But the dancing and everything, like one guy's like, yeah, I felt like a roller coaster. <laughs> they're yeah, just yeah. kind of like, like yeah. old people that go to see like a violent movie and are like, that was neat. You know, <laughs> anyway, so their haunting failed completely. Yeah, that's right. And so then they get this idea like, oh, well, we, we can exploit this. We can build a, an attraction based off the paranormal and like we'll use these ghosts as the star. And so under that guys, they get Robert Goulet back over. Mm-hmm. Oh, but there's also a thing where where Beetlejuice actually fucking attacks everybody because they've sort of let him out and he like turns into like he turns the banister into a snake and, and it his has his head, face yeah. and then he's like you know actually fucking threatening the, people then the teeth are terrifying oh my yeah. god yeah, yeah I remember I that t- scene as like a kid being pretty terrifying yeah and so the the Maitlands get like called by their caseworker for like letting Beetlejuice out yeah <laughs> <laughs> And not putting him back in. <laughs> and uh, she also, like, so she can talk with them, she <laughs> she distracts Beetlejuice by making, like, a brothel in the model town. Yeah. Which I always remember finding really weird as a kid. I think that was another thing that was, like, selectively edited on TV so that, like, you didn't see all the words on, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, for sure. on the science. It was a Chuck E. Cheese on TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a Taco Bell Sexy. or a Pizza Hut in the UK. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, Gina Davis kind of gets mad at Alec Baldwin being like, you made that model of like a whorehouse? Right. He's like, no, no, I didn't. Uh. (laughs) There's a whole part of town you don't want to go into. It's the red light district. (laughs) (laughs) If it's in the town, I got to put it in the model. (laughs) Sorry, babe. We haven't been out of the house in months. As far as we know, that's in the town. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's when they like bring over Robert Goulet and like, you know, try to sell him on this pitch for the thing. And he's not that interested, but he wants to see the ghost. And we we also forgot to mention that Otho has the uh, book for the recently deceased, and he's been reading it, so he's pretty sure that he can like exercise, conjure them, them or yeah. something. And so that's what he did before interior decorating. <laughs> <laughs> that was his job. <laughs> Which I I want to read you that guy's what? biography. A lot of, have a lot of <laughs> that's jobs. You know what? While we're doing the other prequel, uh, let's get an Otho prequel. All right, it going around exercising homes. This turns into like a whole universe, like Star Wars. Once Disney buys it, yeah. we are making a. A sequel to this movie. We well, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. If it ever happens. Well, yeah, we were waiting so shouldn't. long to do this movie because of the sequel, because they've been talking about it for years. We? Well, I mean, like, they were talking about doing a sequel right after because this movie was such a hit. Yeah. And the story I always heard, I don't know if this part is true, but, like, that Tim Burton pitched Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. I mean, that's oh, true. But that's I thought, so funny. I thought, I think the rumor behind that was that he didn't really want a sequel, so he pitched like the shittiest sequel possible. But someone actually, what you wish for, man. Yeah, that's... but someone did actually write it, and like they did talk about it in interviews, like it was something they were actually going to make, and it was like Lydia's family goes and creates a a resort or starts a resort in like you know somewhere in Hawaii and. Lydia brings Beetlejuice for some reason. He still wants to marry her. There was like a cracked article about it once. And then at the end, Beetlejuice turns into a monster called Jucifer, which <laughs> I, so, I think you know, I had that blender. I think that's a Maynard James Keenan band. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it didn't sound like the best sequel. But then they have been like teasing the idea of, of doing a different sequel 
in uh, recent years. Good sequel, maybe? I don't know. Probably It'd be not. hard because Beetlejuice, though he was the telecharacter, wasn't the protagonist. And no. I think any any sequel that's going to happen is going to have Beetlejuice as the goddamn protagonist. Yeah, you're going to have to Jack Sparrow that shit. Yeah, and I think that kills franchises. I don't, like... Though, Winona Ryder is back, and, yeah. you know, she's a little weird sometimes on award shows, but... <laughs> oh, imagine the monster from Upside Down was just Beetlejuice in the second season. Yeah. Pretty good. You know what? That that show is so full of like 80s shit. Yeah. I wouldn't even like blink twice at Beetlejuice Beetlejuice showed up. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, That makes sense. Of course you would. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so much 80s stuff in that show. I wouldn't be surprised if like a six year old me just showed up in the show. Like, sure. Why not? I I guess I'm there now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I have that memory, I think. (laughs) The six year old me, like. Drinking Kool-Aid, playing Nintendo. Yeah. You got Kool-Aid? I only got Freshy. I only got Kool-Aid at friends' houses. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Othos, like, starts to do his, like, spell or whatever, and has, like, two personal items from the deceased. So he has, like, their wedding dress and the uh, wedding tuxedo. And he starts to, like, read the poem or whatever, incantation. Mm -hmm. And... They start to like fade away, like their kid has messed up their past or something. <laughs> <laughs> but then the like wedding clothes start to fill. First, Gina Davis, she disappears and like the wedding dress starts to fill. And then she starts like to get old. Yeah, she starts looking like yeah. Jack Palance all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> she drank from the wrong cup. It wasn't right. the cup of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, we also like when they go to the afterlife before they see like, you know, the room full of lost souls or whatever. Yeah. That, that that they learn is like the death for the dead or something like yeah that's and what the janitor says the, 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 the zombie janitor that's yeah right the all knowing janitor yeah. <laughs> and so they're being brought over but they're also like it's gonna kill them so Lydia doesn't know what to do she's seen Beetlejuice and so she calls Beetlejuice mm. and then Beetlejuice is gonna come and save the day except he says. He has to marry her so that he yeah. can get out of this purgatory. Green whatever card he's type situation is what he yeah, said. That's yeah, that's right. <laughs> Marriage of inconvenience, he says. Yeah. And, you know, she just says, okay, because... She, just- yeah, she's like pressured into it. This is like high stakes. Her friends yeah. are going to die. And they, they become friends so fast. Like when, when uh, Alec Baldwin says to Gina Davis, like, oh, we should like get them out of our house. And she's like, I just want to be with Lydia. It's like, really? You met her twice. Well, like, they, uh, I don't know, they feel like a maternal yeah. thing I think for that's her it. because they like, couldn't have the, kids. It's, and, yeah. 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 I, I love that about this like movie. Implying, well, because she doesn't really have parents. Like, the two parents that she has in this movie so far have been pretty awful. Yeah. Her. yeah and Catherine her. O'Hara is her stepmom, too. We never yeah. learned what happens to her mom. Exactly. And her, And the only thing special about her are these ghosts, and that's the only way her parents communicate to her at all right so it's kind of like they just use her throughout the movie which is pretty bad yeah so, hey yeah. show more interest in robert goulet than in their own daughter <laughs> <laughs> i uh, mean if i, I could understand if they had tony bennett over for dinner or something yeah. you know it's uh, yeah. robert goulet yeah well yeah so she calls out beetlejuice and beetlejuice starts to do his thing he like turns into like a circus mobile and then like he makes his arms turn into like the test your strength thing and test your strength robert goulet and his wife right out through the roof yeah. presumably vera yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta be honest, I don't know as much about Robert Goulet as you do. <laughs> 
Does anyone? I mainly remember his wife's name because it was in that Simpsons episode. <laughs> right. Because I found out the joke in the Simpsons is, or Nelson says, your manager says for you to shut up. And he says, Vera said that. And I found out years later that his, his wife was his manager. Uh, and that's, that's the funny. joke. Yeah. All right. So many layers. So many layers <laughs> to Robert Goulet, Robert Goulet's mythology. Remember uh, Will Ferrell's Robert Goulet? <laughs> Robert Goulet. Yeah, I know. That was pretty funny. Under, like, yeah, under you know what? Yeah. I also love Robert Goulet's cameo in Scrooged. Yeah. yeah that was oh, that double man. take he does. Yeah. yeah. He was a cameo master. Let's yeah, do a Robert Goulet month. <laughs> Yeah, and so Beelgeous is there, and then so he dispatches them, and then he's like, well, I guess uh, that's done, so time to start with the proceedings. And he has, like, a dirty tuxedo. And Lydia has a red dress. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, and With no chance to redress her marriage, right? Oh, I think that's what it is. No, yeah. I don't, okay. Yeah. Good semiotics play. <laughs> I, was re- I was also reading that interview with, uh, with some of the screenwriters, and they were saying, like, one of the questions was, you know, did you intend this to be a kid's movie? Because it kind of became you know a popular movie with kids and they were like no (laughs) they were like for one thing they said like we didn't think like you could even say fuck in a pg movie like i was surprised they're like you know the third act's all about like a demon trying to marry a 15 year old (laughs) like (laughs) we weren't thinking in terms of it's not a woody allen film (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah man yep yeah (laughs) Jude Law is Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it couldn't have been meant for kids. Like, there's so much like. Well, that's the weirdness. '80s. Yeah, like, yeah. Even even kids' movies weren't really meant for kids. Sometimes, like you had Batman that was like, well, that was really violent. But I guess like anything anarchic sort of becomes for kids because kids just they don't have any like levels of filter to be like, oh, that's bad or anything like that. They're just like, oh, that's exciting. For sure. And like we all watched Beetlejuice. It was formative for all of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kids. So so he doesn't end up marrying her. Spoiler. No. Dustin Hoffman like bangs on the church window. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They yeah. ride the bus away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No. Well, so Why? then because Beetlejuice comes back and then like Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis start to like restore they you know they 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 get younger they Benjamin Button back and then they can sort of like say his name a few times so they start to like Gina Davis starts to say his name and she like and put a zipper on her mouth yeah and then like a metal plate yep and uh, Alec Baldwin gets sent to uh, somewhere else he to gets the sent model. to his model yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. after just kind of like teeth. Yeah, yeah yeah and also Beetlejuice kind of like has like a fairy dust kind of effect when he like wishes people <laughs> yeah. away, like almost like Tinkerbell. Yeah. It's really soft. It's a really soft effect for yeah, such like a horrible yeah, it's, man. It's kind of an adorable, yeah, yeah, adorable exactly. superpower for like this sex demon bioexorcist. Now yeah. we need to see the prequel. Yeah. Maybe he had like a better call Saul thing or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the slow descent into Beetlejuice. But I love yeah. this. I love the way this plays out because Alec Baldwin gets in a car in the which model. Works. So he, yeah, yeah, which somehow works. He drives this tiny car all the way from the attic. Yeah, off the thing and smashes into like Beetlejuice's shoe and it explodes in the flame. Yeah. Which is, which is crazy. Like this is like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids in there. Like there's a whole bunch of different movies but squashed it's all, into one. It's also kind of like they have magic powers, you know? Yeah. And I like that. And Gina, everyone's wearing wedding dresses. Because <laughs> yeah. also Gina Davis gets wished away to like the, what Saturn or whatever they yeah, say is like the, the cosmic space outside their house. Yeah. Which originally, did you guys see those pictures that like they surfaced online? Like the original idea was that they would go outside of the house and it was like the mechanisms of the universe. And huh. it was just, just this black abyss with like 
jagged gears kind of flying past. Did you Jesus, ever see any no. footage of that? No. It's really weird. It didn't work out. In the, That's unsettling. Yeah. yeah I, I like the sand. sand yeah. It was, yeah, it was sure. much less uh, like, <laughs> like Bergman-esque or something. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and like eventually what happens is that like Gina Davis eventually like rides a sandworm down from the ceiling which devours Beetlejuice. I totally forgot about that part. And I was so surprised. It was amazing. Brings him down to hell. Yeah. It was awesome. She rides a sandworm. Yeah. Or the thing we're like or the thing we're afraid of the entire movie, she like harnesses to well, kill she, this like, guy. She punched it the first time she saw it. She's yeah. not scared of that. Gina Davis yeah. again is fucking awesome. <laughs> she is. She's yeah. also a sharpshooter. She probably could have just yeah. like bow and arrowed. Yeah, an Olympic uh, archer. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, not sharpshooter. Uh, Archer is the word yeah. you're looking for. Hitman is the word you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Gina Davis has killed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. What if she was a hitman? Yeah, her acting was just covered. But she has amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> she got hit by a deer in a car accident? What? Uh, She's always getting into car accidents. No, I love that ending. And then we get the happy ending where the ghosts and the Dietzes all live together. Yeah, that's just what they were talking about before. Like, maybe we can sort of make this work. Yeah. And yeah. they do. Like, Lydia is in school and she kind of seems like better adjusted now and kind yeah. of happy. She comes home and. Well, you that know, school was really weird. It's like, it was really small. It looked like a lighthouse more than a school. It was a small school. town. I don't know. All right. It was a ghost school. Any, it was <laughs> that's, like that's it was my... a school for girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. There were no boys. <laughs> All um, the boys in that town had to go work in the mines. <laughs> it was like a cobra sky. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's a happy ending. Then they, yeah, and Harry Belafonte sings at the end again. Yeah, that's right. They like possess Lydia as like a fun little thing. Yeah. Yeah. Jump in the line. Rock your body in time. And then she gets raised by ghosts. Yeah, and then we get the moment that her parents are still missing though. Like their parents are still out to lunch. They're not raising her. It's these it's these two people that are raising. Well, her. well, they're, like, they're it takes there. A village. No, and they I also guess. yeah it takes a dead village. They hear the Harry Belafonte, and they're like, oh, someone got an A in her test. So they're you yeah. know they're kind of involved, right? Arm's length. I'd and say. now he has time to relax. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the the, the storyline I was most invested in <laughs> paid off. But then we get the moment where yeah, Beetlejuice is in like the waiting room. Yeah, and uh, right. Uh, he gets his uh, head, shrunk, head shrunk, which is maybe the the issue, the the the, the moment that uh, that yeah. wouldn't pop up if this movie were made today. Yeah, they wouldn't have like a Zulu poor yeah. Lord character shrinking his head with magic dust. Yeah, well, I mean, was if that wasn't weird. like the only black character in a Tim Burton movie, yeah, <laughs> you mean in any Tim Burton movie? Yeah, I think in any yes, Tim I Burton mean movie. in any Tim Burton movie <laughs> except for Harvey Dent and Batman. That's right. Oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah, the only yeah. one I can think of. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm racking my brain. I can't think of any <laughs> other. You're like, is Johnny Depp black? <laughs> <laughs> or thank God, Carter. Thank God they canceled the plans for the movie that would have called for Johnny Depp to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. after he did that Lone Ranger movie, you know, it's right. a slippery slope. But there's a lot of stuff that came after this movie that I want to talk about. A yeah, lot of stuff right. that informed... Our youth. Actually, before we get to that, I do want to mention that the earlier versions of the script were a lot darker and weirder. Did you guys look in any of this? Darker? How does it get weirder? Well, there was like a whole storyline. I actually read <laughs> some of this for work not that long ago where there was a, a deleted storyline where Lydia's kind of romantic intrigue with Beetlejuice was fleshed out a bit more because he appeared to her as like a pop singer 
uh, in town named weird. Danny Death. So he went to a cl- she went to a club and Doesn't saw him. Play for Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah, not knowing that he was Beetlejuice, and he kind of seduced her and got an invitation to that dinner party at the end. The first version was like a ghost Lolita. <laughs> no, yeah, and then well, okay, this is this is from that script. He basically like forces her to go into the bedroom with him. Oh God! Yeah, and it says. Danny Death releases Lydia and steps back. He opens his fur coat, smiling. His shirt buttons pop one by one. Through this opening wiggles a small, very much deformed version of Beetlejuice slash Danny Death himself, attached to the trunk of Danny's chest. This parasitic monstrosity flops backwards and hanging upside down, leers and grabs for Lydia. Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, that's very Total no. Recall, like a lecherous Total Recall. Well, yeah. I don't think that Quaid was like supposed to be some sort of weird, like penile thing. I mean, Quado, <laughs> whatever. Quado. Quaid yeah. was uh, was Schwarzenegger. Yeah, so Looking that would have been eyes. upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been upsetting. But uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is the TV show because, like, I think right. I watched the cartoon first. Mm, yeah, oh, I really? watched the cartoon okay. first, too. And the cartoon's super weird because, like... They're friends, right? Yeah, like, Beetlejuice and Lydia are, are buds. Yeah. It's because those are the characters from the movie that the kids liked. And they're like, well, let's just put them together. I liked it's like Otho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Otho was my favorite, too. So I want to play... a really good job with that living room. I wouldn't mind playing a clip of the first episode, because I did look up, like, what happens in the first episode? Did they try to kind of hitch it to the continuity of the movie? Because, like, Beetlejuice is still there, Lydia's still there, her parents are there, but the Maitlands are gone. So no. Lydia's basically replaced the Maitlands with the guy who, like, assaulted her <laughs> and tried to murder her parents. Turns out the Maitlands are pieces of shit. <laughs> but the first episode is about Lydia and Beetlejuice taking babysitting jobs so they can afford to yes. buy each other anniversary presents. Oh, so they're already married. Well, okay, let's play, let's play this clip, okay? I remember Happy this anniversary, so Beetlejuice. Well. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Wow, just what I needed. A new pair of pants. The visual fun's amazing. A spider brooch? Oh, I could kiss oh, you. Oh, I remember this. <sighs> oh. But I'll just give you a big hug. How about a spin in the old head to celebrate? Ooh, one of my favorites. Is that what I was going to say about head? Oh, I don't get no wax in your ears. But so I th- they say in the episode it's like their first year anniversary being friends, but... Right. When I first read that, I was like, "Did that marriage stick? <laughs> Is she stuck in this weird also like, underage marriage? To celebrate friend anniversaries? Yeah. <laughs> also, like, give me a kiss, and she's like, "No, no, I'm that's good. <laughs> that's." Not. I just remembered all those things you did yeah. <laughs> to my family. Uh, yeah, a lot of visual puns so in that too. That's good. So that's weird, but yeah, the pants. They really tried to like make this movie a kid's thing. Yeah. And the other thing they did, which I mentioned earlier, is they made action figures. Do you guys want to watch a quick commercial? Sure. Yeah! <laughs> play it, Jam. Play it. Yahoo! It's me, Beetlejuice. So Adam, check out my great new house, The Vanishing Wall. Scary! Eat so separately. Just lie down inside and say, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Mm. Smile, I had the bed. Had the bed. Ah! Did you? No, yeah. That was Otho, I think. Beetlejuice. Like it makes my head spin. Speaking of spins, let's take one of my awesome phantom flyer. Oh, I really like that flyer. Great ball on the ground or in the air, flying. Pop wheelies. 
Oh my god. Am I the ghost with the most or what? Why is Otho in a karate costume? I don't know. Like, kimono? He, I guess this is kimono. Weird. Because Beetle just put him in like a leisure suit at the end of the movie. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think this is supposed to be what he was wearing before. <laughs> I had the bed that transformed Beetlejuice oh, into small Beetlejuice. I remember the, yeah, the yeah. flyer, that like car thing. Yeah, it was like a motorcycle that sprouts wings. And yeah, yeah. Which is weird because Beetlejuice didn't have any mode of transportation. But it's, again, it's like it, it looks weird. It's making <laughs> it's giving kids like, hey, remember that fun character Beetlejuice that we all wanted to be? Yeah. Here's his here's his fun motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> and like the Alec Baldwin character looked like Peter Scolari or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't look like Alec Baldwin. Yeah. They should team up Beetlejuice with David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, please don't. That? That's the Tom Hanks character. Don't you go on the internet? <laughs> no. No, I That's don't. Tom Hanks' most famous character from David from S. TV Pumpkins. or film. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why that was a thing. I don't know why I have like three of them. Yeah. still. <laughs> yeah, but I remember like all the kids having those toys. Yeah, I remember them so vividly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel kind of duped by that you that you like bought into the Beetlejuice. I guess, yeah. Stuff? Like, I don't know what I was playing with those. Like, I didn't even have the the grave bed thing. Like, Beetlejuice you did. is like just groping Barbies, and you're like, no, it's no probably, Beetlejuice. It's probably better that you didn't have the bed. Maybe that was an accessory that was necessary for this film. Like <laughs> any of the accessories. Come here, Lydia. <laughs> oh, I'm the ghost with the most. I don't think there was a Lydia action God. figure, though. Well, thank God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there were there were a lot of weird action figures, and then another, I watched another commercial where it was just like the Beetlejuice figure going around scaring people. And it was like people that looked normal. And then they like turn into monsters because they were so scared. Right. I don't know. It was weird. Well, let's talk about the monsters for a second in this movie. Cause they do a really good job of the, mo- of not the monsters, but the people that died in this movie, like the rogue yeah. kill guy was amazing. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. the, the, uh, performer that got like cut, cut in half. In half. Yeah. yeah. That whole like waiting. Like it's like a magician's hell. assistant, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every like character, like, you sort of like try to figure out like how they bit it if it's not obvious. Yeah, yeah. Like the football team, you're like probably in a crash. Like, but what about like the lady behind the window? Uh, she killed herself. Yeah, oh. she slit her wrists. Right. Oh, yeah. I okay, I didn't see that. Yeah. But again, dark moments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there were so many weird and the and the officiant at the wedding. Yeah, he's just like this little monster yeah, how guy. Did he die. It was like a homunculus. <laughs> it was like I got killed and then put in a brine of salt. And it's like, it was like yeah. weird. That was like one of those like it's in the eighties. I feel like Hollywood couldn't quite settle on like what ghosts were. Yeah, like because in Ghostbusters, <laughs> Is it Swayze. It's like what was Slimer like? Yeah. But also, I wanted to talk a bit about the movie's cultural impact because like this movie, you know, people still talk about it today. Like, mm-hmm. what's his face? Robin Thicke wore that stupid suit at those oh, awards. Yeah. There was like a while. Everyone was saying, talking about Beetlejuice. There was a while where girls were wearing <laughs> Beetlejuice pants. Like one summer where every one out of ten girls were wearing Beetlejuice pants. Right. And they went like way above the waist too. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> the I summer of Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Community had that joke that uh, yeah, the people were talking gag? about where they said Beetlejuice three times Throughout over the, the season. season yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And then he showed up. And so I feel like this is a movie that kind of stands the system. Oh, and I did want to mention there is a Beetlejuice museum. <laughs> did you guys know about <laughs> I this? I was going to say Whoa. musical, and I would have been like, yep, that makes sense. Museum? It's a Beetlejuice museum. Now, if you just like 
heard about it and went to the address, you might be a bit, a bit surprised to find out that the Beetlejuice Museum is, in fact, a man's apartment. <laughs> um, where is it in the old house? No, no, it's just like an no, apartment. Just a guy's apartment. No, no literally, it's this a guy in New York. This or whatever. Anybody can open a museum. You just have yeah. to say you're a museum, and then you can get those well, sweet there's, cultural dollars. There's a guy dollars. in Toronto that has like a, a film thing in his house, right? Oh, right. oh yeah, we don't have to yeah. get into that. Yeah. No. But <laughs> well, that's a very local reference. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but this is like that. It's like yeah. it's just a guy's apartment. He basically just has a bunch of Beetlejuice toys. He says like 700 Beetlejuice VHSs. He has a typewritten script of the movie, uh, an original <laughs> press kit. Yeah, he <laughs> and he said over the years, people started just giving him Beetlejuice stuff and his collection has grown he now has a vhs tape of the movie michael keaton's autograph and a beetlejuice comic he purchased off ebay do you think that like someday he's just gonna be like what am i doing and just like throw it all out did i mention he dresses like beetlejuice to no you didn't yeah he full-on dresses like beetlejuice let me start that trend i've got a clip of him too if you guys want to see i do welcome my name is Bruce Christensen, and I'd like to invite you in to show you my Beetlejuice collection. It is the only Beetlejuice museum in the entire world. Come on in. I went to this store, the KB Toy Store, just to look around, just to cool off. And there was Beetlejuice action figures on sale for 99 cents. And so uh, I bought one, and I thought about it all night. So the next day I ran back, and I bought as many as I could. I got the Phantom Flyer, and that's where it all started. It was just a small little collection. And then when I started traveling, when I went to Amsterdam, that's when I found the bottles of Beetlejuice. When I went out to Hollywood, I found the script and the uh, press kit. And then over the years, uh, you know, friends like, what are we going to get him for his birthday? What are we going to get him for the holidays? I don't know. I'll get him something Beetlejuice. And uh, that's where it all started. And now I have over... uh, uh, 80. It was only 57 when this museum opened a couple months ago, but now people are just like, it's been great just coming through. And uh, yeah, that's how it got started 20 years ago. I'm tentative, but I do. <laughs> yeah. Beetle just toys ruined his life. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you think his like wife left him? <laughs> Honey, like, it's me or Beetlejuice. <laughs> it keeps showing up. Beetlejuice, <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> you said my name three times. No, I didn't. All right, I'll go. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure. You know, he seems like a nice guy, and it's you know, it's a fun, quirky uh, little. I, enterprise. I love that he like is. It, he seems actually kind of sweet. He's like sure. the opposite of Beetlejuice. Right. His like voice is pretty high. He's like, yeah. hey, come on into the apartment. Need mm-hmm. some tea? It's like I thought you were gonna like. Harassed me or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, man. I'm uh, the most. <laughs> but, you know, there's someone doing that and people were writing about it. I think yeah. it, it's a testament to the longevity of this movie. Yeah, I think it's also a testament to the unoriginality of friends getting gifts. I think, I think that's what <laughs> yeah, it is. Too. Beetlejuice yeah, just yeah. another Beetlejuice. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, and he did have weird. in his apartment the Beetlejuice talking doll, which is another toy that there was a commercial of on YouTube, which oh was like God. the commercials a like nightmare. a stuffy, like the kids' parents are throwing a stuffy dinner party. And one of the kids is like, I know what we'll do. And they grab like the talking Beetlejuice doll. And they know it. the Beetlejuice doll doesn't even say anything that incendiary. The the doll's just like, hey, how are you? And they're, everyone's like, ah! It's not like saying, you know, <laughs> yeah. dropping F-bombs or anything. Right. It's just Teddy Ruxpin's voice box. Yeah, that's like, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a doll. <laughs> but, yeah. So that, that's that's what I want to say about the, the, the cultural impact of Beetlejuice. Which, yeah. which I feel like, you know, people still are watching Beetlejuice. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe they're not all we going are, to the museum. <laughs> so there, there has been a huge cultural impact for Beetlejuice. But what do you guys think about rewatching the movie when you rewatched it, Rob? Well, you know, I it's hard to say because I like part of this movie. I just love so much. I don't. I can't. It's hard to be objective about it. I think like. In parts, I didn't find it as funny as, like, I thought it was. Or, like, intellectually, I found some of the lines funny. And I was like, would I laugh if I was watching this with somebody else or if it was for the first time? So it didn't, like, it wasn't as tight as I sort of thought. But I also think that, like, it was a time where, like, movies were made, like, a little bit looser. Like, not every line had to be a laugh line. And it's not, like only a comedy either but there's so much more that i also noticed in this like the story for like the dad and the mom which you know it's it's good and the you know arc for alec baldwin and gene davis that's also good like that part is you know really enjoyable as an adult and it's it's a totally rewatchable movie though it's probably not as amazing as i feel like it is in my heart right Mm. but it's also like pretty one of a kind like when tim burton was making movies like this like there weren't I mean, there aren't many movies like Beetlejuice. Yeah, that no one do makes it successfully. Like this. Yeah, you know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Jam? Yeah, you know, we didn't even really mention the mom's arc that much, but she also has like the dad. She's got this kind of mini arc where, yeah, her sculptures are kind of uninspired, or yeah. people don't really like them, and then in the end, she's inspired by Beetlejuice. She's sculpting. Yeah, the nightmare that she went yeah. through. So yeah. So maybe she's going to be like. A successful artist now. Maybe Dick Cavett's going to move some of that Beetlejuice merch. Well, we know one place where it could go. To the Museum of Beetlejuice. <laughs> and that's the only Oh, place. yeah. If he had some of those sculptures, I might go. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, That'd be pretty good. Those are probably Burton Originals. He does yeah, have Michael does. Keaton's autograph, though, so there's that. I have Michael Keaton's autograph. I'm oh. Like, it's not, a bat- house? it's not a Batman picture. I'm not starting a Batman museum, but... <laughs> maybe you should. Yeah, maybe I will. Yeah, no, I really like this movie. You know, there's more... I feel like movies today, especially, you know, big budget comedies, kind of latch on to one or two ideas and then kind of ride them the whole way. I feel like there's so many different things happening simultaneously in this movie. Like, feel like in 10 minutes of this movie, so many new ideas get introduced or explored or fleshed out in, in completely original ways. And yet it doesn't yeah. seem like there are a lot of like loose ends at the end of it either. No, 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 not yeah. at all. It's just like, it's, it's a very ambitious movie and I think it succeeds mostly. Oh, man, I watched the Siskel and Ebert review of this at the time. They fucking hated it. Oh, did what? they? Yeah. I, no, see, this is what I think, because <laughs> I think a lot. it's easy to hate. I think watching this movie is kind of easy to hate, because it's so in your face. It's all over the place. It it, it dares you to look away. Like it just, Beetlejuice, a ghoulish gawky <laughs> ghoul. I couldn't think of another word. Was Vincent Price <laughs> reviewing this movie? <laughs> without, yes. us, without us, the thesaurus? God damn it. Uh, but... I, I don't know. And I was also noticing new things in this rewatch. Also, like uh, the fact that Alec Baldwin is wearing that black and white checked shirt the whole time. Yeah. Kind of positions him as this weird uh, antithesis to Beetlejuice. Because right. Beetlejuice has the black and white striped suit at the end. Yeah. He's very loose and fluid. Alec Baldwin's very rigid and set in his ways. But, th- but they're kind of visually uh, paired in a way. Good semiotics. Thank you. I also was thinking while we're getting deep on this, I was thinking, you know, watching it now, I think this movie kind of forms like a perfect Trump allegory. 
Because oh, it's about like Oh no, don't ruin Beatles no, no. by making him Trump. <laughs> In an interesting way, because it's about this couple that's like you know, middle America, wholesome values, mm-hmm. conservative. They don't even want to go on a vacation. They're oh that conservative. God. They don't want to change. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens? They die. They're in- their home is intruded by big city liberals just want to oh come in God. and fill their home with art and stuff. So, no, but here's the interesting thing. Then what they do is because they're afraid of change. progressive politics and change, they turn to uh, an insidious con man. Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. is evil and a sexual harasser and, and, abuser. and someone that gropes women without yeah. asking? Someone who who lies all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, bad hair, and bad teeth. Things get hands. out of control. A little bit of a pot belly. And yeah. the only way for it to be fixed is for the two sides of America to yeah. come together and share their house, country, mm. you know, and get rid of impeach Beetlejuice. Oh my God. It's it's crazy that they also Donald Trump Donald Trump Donald Trump <laughs> don't bring him here. I thought uh, make him go away. <laughs> it's crazy because they eat the same meals too. Donald Trump has a small candy bar that he uh, he entices large vermin into his office. It was a fly. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was a fly. Help me. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, Anyways, I yeah. I don't know. I Gio think Davis was in the fly. That's nah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a rich movie. I think it's an enjoyable movie. It's, I that that blew my mind. That's that's. That's perfect. <laughs> right? They could re-release this movie in theaters now, and I think more people would, would get more out of it. Now more than ever. Before. What yeah. do the sandworms mean, then? They're Rents Priebus. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that guy's Royce name Priebus? is. Rents Priebus? Priebus. <laughs> how do they... Uh, we need him in a dictionary just to know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Blaine, what about you? I quite enjoyed it. I, I mean, I love this movie so much that it became... I kind of dreamlike rewatching it because it, uh, I remember so many scenes, but remember them differently. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of a trip, uh, seeing it again that way. And I liked seeing all the different things that I had never paid attention to before because they were like quote unquote boring for a kid, like the, the father's storyline or the mother struggling with her art and her own agent not like believing in her and stuff like that. Yeah, like we can all relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> As podcast, yeah. Uh, Why did we get Dick Cavett to be our podcast agent? <laughs> we retired like 30 years ago. Yeah. I thought he was dead. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Um, and it was it was also kind of weird just to see how much I loved Beetlejuice as a kid and then to watch Beetlejuice now, like the, sorry, the character Beetlejuice, right. to watch him now be like, oh, you're a horrible character. Yeah. Like, you're a horrifying character. So... That was pretty interesting, but I, I did I did like the movie a lot. I think it's one of those great original movies that people I think have taken things from, but have never tried to imitate because it seems it's it seems too scary to imitate, which is which is a big kind of um, I don't know. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, yeah. uh, good movie, huh? Yeah, good movie. Really well, like that. I feel movie. like Tim Burton has tried to imitate it in certain ways and has not succeeded. Yeah, and I think that it really um, benefits from the lack of CG uh, that it had to embrace because there was none then. Uh, and I, I wish that Tim Burton would go back to that. That'd be that'd be really great if we could see more movies like that from him. Uh, anyway, I don't know. He just doesn't tell interesting stories anymore. It doesn't matter what they look like. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Yeah. Yeah. Really? 
Well, I yeah. Think, I like mean, that like that Alice in Wonderland thing, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. And like the, the other things, I mean, like some of his movies, I guess like the last sort of half interesting one, which I didn't see, was the one where he did that movie about the woman who painted a whole bunch of shit. Big and, Eyes. Yeah. 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 I didn't see that. But I'd I would, like, see that. like, I would see that. And those were the guys uh, who wrote Ed Wood, too, the screenwriters, oh, really? which yeah. is probably my favorite of his movies. Ed Wood is, oh, like, wow. yeah, his nice. like best movie for sure. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the original movies he does are pretty good. It's just like the the remakes are just awful. Like Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate like Factory. Like franchises. And, yeah. And Planet of the Apes. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. we've done on the show before. That's Yeah, we've done a few times. Yeah, I can't believe we did yeah. like that one before we did this. Or like Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> the or, fuck were we doing? Yeah. <laughs> we still haven't done Edward Scissorhands? I don't think so. No. Oh, Jesus. But is, isn't that a Christmas movie? Yeah. It is, yeah. Maybe we'll I'm do it. At, we'll no, see. we're not going to do it. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for joining us this week on Rewatchability. All right, Santa Claus 3 it is. <laughs> uh, and thank you to HelloFresh for being our sponsor. And uh, if you want to help us out and sponsor us yourselves, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash rewatchability and pay one, three, five dollars uh, to help us out and get some cool stuff. We can uh, scare any living people out of your house. Yeah, <laughs> the living people that you live with. Uh, and uh, if you want to help us out without your money, you can go to uh, iTunes and – not iTunes, podcasts, Apple. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. You can go to the future, which is Apple Podcasts, and uh, and rate us there and, um, and leave a, a review. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.